Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on WATD. It is a wonderful morning so far. I thought we were getting rain, but apparently we are not right now. I am here with my sidekick. Hello. Hello. You need no introduction. Everybody knows (laughs) that this is Melissa Wallace, and she is the director of operations and everything else that matters around here at Boston Connect Real Estate. And um, we have the one and only Tim. Tim as our producer in the WATD studio. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Melissa. Hey. Nice to- Good morning. Yes. Hey. Nice to see and hear you. I can't see you. I wish I could see you. Uh, nice, to, nice to hear you, too. And, uh, just, <laughs> nice to you can heard. see me in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, Tim yeah. was like, are you eating something for breakfast? No, no, no don't mention that on air. Oh, geez, come on. <laughs> he could, he could hear, hear me eating my breakfast. Well, it just when you, when you ask me, you're like, good morning, Tim. Like, oh. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. Like you definitely have a breakfast something in your mouth. Um, you, hey, it's all right. It's the morning you're supposed right? to have breakfast. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Hey Tim, you know what? I hadn't I didn't listen this morning on my way in. Usually I, I have time to listen. What's the weather today? Is it supposed to rain? It's gonna rain later on. This oh, okay. this morning is just cloudy and then and then it creeps in later on today. Um let's see, yeah, cloudy rain showers. Okay. And uh, can mix with a little sleet at times, maybe. Um, oh, yeah, jeesh. Yeah. And then, okay, I'm putting you on the wow, spot. I know day. this, but you are like the one that knows it all right now. Any update on what happened in Situate last night? I went to bed uh, sort of early. We haven't been feeling good this week. I've had a headache for five straight days. Um, I don't know, like, I, how, but what happened in Situate? Uh, well, we had the, the, there was a big fire across uh, five five houses. Oh. Um David Cedroni has been mentioning it on our newscast this morning. Uh, he did yeah. put in a call to the the chief, but uh, still still waiting back uh, to hear back from him. Probably be more information tomorrow um, on our newscasts. Okay, perfect. I knew that you know. I knew that you guys have the news, and you guys are the number one for South Shore news. So That's I right. figured for sure, yeah. you know, if we're going to get the information, we're going to get it here. So uh, to all our WTD listeners, uh, listen in later. Listen to Tim because I'm sure he'll give updates as he sees them um, from the news station. So we're here this morning, and we have a topic. It's sort of like a topic that seems never ending. But then I thought, hey, have we really discussed? The necessary thing. Preparing for it. Yes. The preparing for the necessities. Necessities. Yeah. Okay. Preparing for the necessary things that you have to do when you're selling your house. Yeah. And again, I post a little video. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, these videos. I know. Everyone loves their blooper reels, though. So, um, yeah. So, that's one of the things, too. If you are uh, listening to us on WATD, we are so grateful that you do listen to our show. We are here every Saturday morning with Tim from 10 to 11 and every Tuesday uh, um, evening after the news at 6.15 uh, to 7 o'clock with George. And yeah. um, we 
have sometimes we have guests, sometimes we have our agents, uh, and then the past two shows we were sort of getting a little like well, you know what I was just gonna like say, hangry you almost. See, you seem very serious today, and I, I, Tracy and I did the show. She's actually watching. Hi, Tracy Green. Hey, Tracy. Hi. Last week we were like, you know, Tuesdays are our serious show. You know, we've been working all day. <laughs> we're serious, and Saturdays we're like a little bit looser, like yeah. you know, having fun. And then I'm looking over at you, and you're like, yes. And then we're having this, and I'm like, oh, today we have to be serious. <laughs> we don't have to be, but what happened to us on Tuesday? Oh yeah, don't listen to Tuesday shows. Julia did upload it, but we might have to delete it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was one of those shows, Tim. We were just, I was just feeling silly, just getting back from our vacation. Oh yeah, I, I, I hear that. Yeah. We, get those we just talked about everything other than real estate on our real estate show, so yeah. it was pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, well, it was fun for us. Yeah. We needed it. Who doesn't like <laughs> DJ Khaled? I know. Yeah. Oh we yeah, there you we go. Won't go down All right. The line. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Cal, we were talking about Chance the Rapper because we were talking oh, yeah. about uh, yeah. the voice mm-hmm. yeah. and all stuff. So, yeah. do you know what I like about here? We are again. What here I like are. about DJ Khaled, I always know his song is coming up because he always he says starts his name. with yeah. yeah he, he announces himself. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. DJ yeah. Khaled, yeah. like oh, um, okay. like yeah. Pitbull does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like Pitbull when he's like yeah. Mr. Worldwide. Oh yes. <laughs> We should do our own little show on that type of stuff. But you know what? We Hey, they, they live in houses. So, hey, we just brought it right back to real estate. No, but today we are going to talk about the important parts of considering, you know, considerations you have to take when you're putting your house on the market. And a lot of times we talk about, you know, we had a Lynn uh, buyer on with us, one of our full-time agents here at Boston Connect a couple of weeks ago. She was talking about, like, from a staging perspective and her having her other sort of side gig. Yeah. Working with hoarders and things like that. And we we talk a lot about that type of stuff. But what are you required to do? Yeah, I mean we've we've done shows on Title Five and all that stuff. But and we've we've talked about why a Title Five is important. But this time we're talking about how are you going to prepare? Like how do you know that that is important? Yeah. So and how how can you prepare for something like that? Preparing for open houses. Um, professional photography mm-hmm. do you know what a smoke inspection is i mean we we've, yeah. we've had um who have we had on from the fire department we've we haven't had, had anybody <clears throat> on in a while but yeah i know that you know they said that they would come back on yes yeah. yeah we'll have to have somebody back on because um we always tell people to change the batteries in there yeah that's what we usually daylight do savings. daylight savings oh yeah we had daylight savings yeah i feel like i'm still sleeping i'm still recovering from that one hour yeah i feel like i'm still in january which is the weird thing but and like i keep on anticipating a snowstorm coming but yeah well i know i can't say that stop it i know i know we haven't got past april 1st yet but you know don't don't make it any worse well april 1st that storm we had uh we had that blizzard um it was april 1st mark and i were the last uh plane to land in logan coming back from jamaica for like a four-day getaway Mm. yeah and the best part about that was a tan looks really good on a foot of snow (laughs) yes got that nice (laughs) contrast yeah (laughs) exactly exactly so um a lot of times when people are putting their home on the market we also have Ginny wandell in the house she's here every saturday by the way. Uh, Ginny Wandell is one of our full-time real estate agents here at Boston Connect Real Estate and she sits here every Saturday and she calls it Coffee with Ginny. So if you're interested in what is the value of my home? What are the next steps? What what do I do if I want to purchase? What came first? The chicken or the egg? Any of these topics that we have. Ginny sits here every Saturday and what time are you generally here from? Here, Ginny. Good morning. Good morning. I'm a 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock girl. Yeah, 10 to 12 every Saturday sitting in the office. You've had people come by. And I have somebody. So what happens is if you'd like to meet me some other time, Yeah. like today, Yeah. I have somebody else coming in at 1. Perfect. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she isn't here just those hours, but it's open hours if you want to meet with Ginny Wandell. She's here generally 10 to 12. Uh, she usually has snacks and treats and things like that, but it's more of a casual type. Hey, you know what? I'm not sure. So, yeah. Um, and that's the question I get a lot of times when people will say, hey, I'm, I'm considering putting my house on the market. What are the first steps? What do I have to think about? What do I have to consider? And I think that everybody's mind goes right to um, staging for some reason or yeah. another. That's HGTV. Yeah. 
I, I don't watch. I don't watch that. It's it just. I, I don't know how you can. I know. Be submerged know. in it's real estate week. all day, every day, and then yeah. go home to relax on the couch with stuff that you know is not true. <laughs> you know what I've been watching lately? One thing I do want to do, though, Tim, can you give everybody the phone number so they can uh, they know that they can reach out to you? Of course. Any questions? Yes. Yes. The uh, the magic telephone number is seven eight one. 837-4900 781-837-4900 and Melissa and Sharon would love to talk to you perfect awesome it doesn't have to be about our topic anything no. real estate is fine so yes if you too watch The Voice <laughs> <laughs> we, we're happy to discuss no no real estate real estate come on yeah that's so funny um, yeah it is it's weird because I am you know I am doing this every day and it's so interesting though because the shows that Mark and I have recently been watching like we'll go on to YouTube and just watch YouTube videos mm-hmm. of like villas in Italy and uh. Like, they do things so differently there. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a TikTok video the other day. You shouldn't be watching of, TikTok. I'm just like No, it's you know bad. China is watching you. All right. Well, I was watching TikTok the other day, yeah. and <laughs> this woman was in Italy, and she was walking by this little window, and all you do is put your face in it, and you say, oh, I'd like a glass of something, and they just yeah. hand you a glass of wine mm-hmm. through the window, and you walk away, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. I oh, boy. That. Yeah. Yeah, I they, love that. They have like little. That'll, that'll, that's how it's going to be at my house. Uh, <laughs> someone walks by, they're like, "Hi, I'd like a glass." I'm like, "Yes, welcome." Okay. We are definitely sidetracking, but let me tell you this I other just story. My house. I know, but I'm sidetracking a little bit. So um, I was working with uh, Jim Whaler, who is a developer, and uh, he lives in Hanover or was living in Hanover, and did a lot of projects in Pembroke. And the foreman was uh, Joe Stack, and Joe Stack uh, now works for Hanover, town of Hanover, and the town of Pembroke as the building inspector and he was the foreman and it was the 55 plus development here in Pembroke Center Commons and it was at the beginning stages oh we have a caller oh. yes we do Spe- asking you shall receive we have uh, Peter in Duxbury hello, hello Peter hey, in Duxbury good morning my uh, my third child is about to graduate from college so I, I just paid my last tuition bill congratulations, Ooh, congratulations. we need some bells on that one Tim <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> so, can you hear me okay? Uh, yes, we can. Yep. So she she's uh, interested in, in a career in real estate. Mm-hmm. And she did an intern last summer. Um, and it's was, it was very good experience for her. But what advice would you give to a younger person trying to get into real estate that, you know, may not be as credible as someone who's got years in, of experience? And she's actually a young-looking 21-year-old, although... You know, she really uh, has embraced the the, mm-hmm. the field and has very good knowledge in there. But mm-hmm. is there like a, yeah. an apprenticeship or a, any like type type of startup uh, position that realtors and real estate industry has? Yeah, so that's such a really, really good question. And I'll tell you, it's one of the reasons why I went out on my own. So I worked for some larger firms. Uh, one was in Duxbury, actually, that I worked for. Um, I worked at Ravis for several years. When I was there, I started at Jack Conway and then ended up opening up my own office in firm. And one of the things that's really important in this industry is education. And what happens to the younger demographic is that people who are thinking about buying or selling a house they're like, wow, this is potentially my biggest and largest investment. How am I going to trust that with somebody so right. young, right? It's, it's just the facts of how it, it, it comes upon us. I'll tell you one of the things in my firm that we have was the empowerment team. So team for us is training, education, advising, and mentoring. And we sort of coddle those people. So I'm happy, um, if you want to leave your number, I'm happy to have like a one-on-one conversation with your daughter and with you just to sort of give you some ideas and suggestions as well. I don't want to just say, oh, this is the way to do it because this is how we do it. But um, just giving you the pros and cons of every type of um you know, uh, possibility. So, yeah. So, but one of the bigger things is with a small firm, like we're a boutique firm. I am very much in active with all of my agents. We just had a a few agents actually leave some bigger firms to join us because I'm one-on-one with them. I'm training them everything I know. Like I've been doing this for 22 years. My goal now is their success in helping them 
And one of the things that we do with our newer agents who are new to the business is, I know that you might be bring up the objection right away. Like anybody that knows you knows you're new, right? So if she's right. going to be selling for your like for your family and your friends, they're going to be like, okay, come on. Like she's so new, she's so young. It's the ability to say, I'm working, I work one-on-one with the broker of the company. So that's really one of the things that I love about being a boutique is that I can take the time to do that. So for instance, is one of our agents here who's, he's younger, he's 24. Yeah. Aaron, um, we, you know, he is in our office and he was here. He was following along. He just got a 700 and something thousand dollar house under agreement in Milton. And there was um, sort of a conflict with his schedule with something that he couldn't change. And we just put it out. We have like a small Facebook group for our office. And it just says, hey, can anybody help me out here? And we're always helping each other. So I said, don't worry if nobody answers. If nobody answers, then I will do it. So that type of, I guess, the collaboration Mm -hmm. within a company is really helpful. And the shadowing aspect of it, you know, hey, come shadow me. See what I do at an open house. Come shadow me. See what a home inspection is like. So those things are important. I'm I'm such like a visual learner. I have to submerge myself into something in order for me to sort of learn it. And it's not even like learning by fire because we never throw people to the fire. Yeah. We always are like, come with me to take, you know, put out the fire. Like, mm-hmm. come with me to do this. Come with me to do this. So we're very much uh, like not even just one-on-one. We were just working as a group. And we have a young professional networking group too. So I'm young. I'm 32. I'm yeah, young. young. Right? <laughs> um, we have a lot of uh, younger agents here as well. And we, we created this young professional networking group and, and we try to meet once a month and all just come together and talk about things like this. So, you know, anything that we're going through as agents individually, and we actually don't have an age limit on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can be young in spirit. It doesn't really matter. Um, and we're opening it up to everybody um, sort of in the community as well. So, mm-hmm. And I would say that that is the biggest obstacle is, you know, our office is very much on working by referral. That's what I've been doing for just about 22 years now is, you know, you do a really good job. I'm not worried about the next transaction. I'm worried about the one I'm in, which has, you know, laid the path and foundation for a very, very strong referral base for me. And that's how we train our agents here is always working by referral. Um, We also bring our agents onto our radio show, which you may have heard, because we want to highlight them and their expertise. Um, But like I said, your friends and family, you'll probably refer, like if she does get into the industry, you would refer her to your friends and family and they might be like, uh, you know, I'm not so sure. But knowing that you're teamed up with somebody who's been doing this for 22 years and the broker owner of the company who has never had an E&O claim um, is 100% standing behind her to mentor her. And that's literally in my uh, my title is I do put that I'm not only the broker owner, but I am a mentor as well. So that's important to us. So finding a firm like that. Um, so you think I, it's mostly true with just the boutique firms rather than some of the larger firms that kind of have that arrangement? Well, I would say, you know, the larger firms definitely have, you know, opportunities where like they send you to class for two weeks and they do different things. And again, it's, you know, everything is different. But one of the things I love about being a boutique, it makes us very nimble because you get to talk to the person on top. You get to hang out. So one of the things I'm doing like right now is a mastermind every Monday. And it's not even just for brand new agents. It's agents new to our office. Hey, this is how I did it. This is how I'm successful. Last week, we just were like, all right, what are some of the questions? And one of the agents who's experienced in the, she's been doing it for a long time, just didn't get a whole lot of training where she was. She was putting in an offer on a condo and she's like, what are some of the, you know, considerations that I should be thinking about? So I just masterminded with her and she's like, oh, I just, I never thought of that. I never thought of that. So that's what I like about that process. Every company has something different and I'm able to sort of sit down with you and digest some, a good list of questions to ask when she's looking. The one thing that's important, dad, is how happy are you to have her still staying at home because it takes a while. Yeah. Therein lies the million dollar question. No, yeah. And yeah. It's, we're fine. We're fine with that. Um, yeah. I it, appreciate it, your, your lengthy response to me. Oh, no, my pleasure. It does take a while. Like once you get into this industry, um, it does take a while to get your name out there and to be recognized and to sort of get things rolling. But um, 
it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> we think so. Yeah. Well, I thank you, and I'm happy to uh, pass my number along. Perfect. I'd love we'll, for her to have a conversation with you. I'm happy to do so. Uh, we've had interns here as well from high schools uh, that have, yeah. you know, stayed with us, and they have to do a big project at the end. And I was like, listen, I'm extremely competitive when it comes to grades, so we will be getting an A-plus on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about giving it out in slices, right? You give right. it out in slices, it comes back in loaves. So I'm I happy to sit with her and you, and you, you, just to educate thank you. Thank you kindly. Yeah, no, my pleasure. So um, that was a very, very good yeah. question. It is. And, you know, I think that people, because we did bring up HTV, is, you know, sometimes people are very mesmerized by what our job is. And they think of us, you know, just doing the staging and they see our videos. And that's why every so often we'll do videos and Mary, you'll see Mary, like, taking videos of me, like, hanging on a counter, like, washing windows. Right. Yeah. I, I would say that it's either they're mesmerized or not because yeah. we've we've gone through. Um, I think we even did a show on it, like the, just the stigmas that are in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like any other industry, there's there's good, yeah. bad and ugly. So. And I think that I, I didn't get what her name was, but let's what, what can we call her? Let's give her her name. Um, mm. What's a good name? Hmm. Melissa. Melissa. Okay. Let's just say her name was Melissa. (laughs) Um, So if, you know, the thing that she has to her advantage is from one little phone call, you can tell that she has a loving, caring dad that supports her regardless. So dad's sphere of influence. Do you hear fire engines? I do. You know, it brought me back to eighth grade um, school when I was with the nuns. And when you hear fire engines, you're supposed to stop and say, God help those people. Well... There you go. You just did it. And I just did it. Um, So what was I going to say? Yeah, so she has like a very supportive dad that's there for her. So I think it's a good time if this is truly what she loves. And there's so many different ways you can go with that at such a young age, right? Well, it's interesting that you say that because what I was thinking about is there's so many different avenues in real estate that you can do. So Mm -hmm. like you don't have to be a full-time seller of of real estate. There are positions like myself that Mm -hmm. you can have you know a full-time job in this industry and work in the office and do all these things and there's just so many different you can be an assistant you can Mm -hmm. be all these things so it's not just hey I'm now I'm a realtor and I'm on my own and I don't know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. it's sort of let's how can you even get in through the door and even that's how Mary started started Mary started out with you as an assistant and then Mm -hmm. just sort of grew from there and now look at her yeah I know she doesn't want to do the show with us because she's too busy She's probably listening. She's on her way to Cochise right now, doing an open house. No, but that is exactly how Mary started with me. But I'll just take myself. Like I, I mean, I love real estate. I love being in this world. Uh, I don't want to sell real estate myself. So Mm -hmm. I positioned myself to still be in the industry and be knowledgeable about everything, and and train people and and sort of run the office. But that's what I like, you Mm -hmm. know. And and too because you love the marketing part of things so much in the business aspect of it which yeah. is what you have your and more, degree yeah, in yeah more business like yeah. I'm all about the business I told yeah. you no when you were away <laughs> something <laughs> like can we order that? I go oh great idea but no 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 you can't you no, cannot you can. order that um, but yeah, no, I, like I think the business part of it which gives you the opportunity because you love social media so much if you were your own agent you really can only do so much social media on yourself but yeah. you're using all your social media and marketing tactics with the whole entire office and all yeah. of our agents so it works out good for you and two and again, this is off track, but I'm happy he brought this up because people probably think it's very, very easy yeah. in this industry. But um, that's a very smart dad that Melissa has because yeah. <laughs> we don't know her name um, that she they ha- to ask these questions um, because some people now, even like my daughter's husband now, I mean, when he was, they weren't even fiance yet, they were dating. Um, you know, we brought him, he got his license, he came onto the team and for him, it just wasn't what he was looking for. He's more yeah. structure. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to know that this is where I'm going to be. This is what time I'm going to be there. And that is not what real estate yeah. is about. It's very... You have to be able to sort of fly. Yeah. Like like today. Like, I had, I had to switch some things around this afternoon because one of my clients, me and Mary's clients, wants to see a property. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to be putting their condo on the market next week. They want to see this property. I had to switch things. And you have to be willing to do that. Um, I don't even know. That clock is so wrong. It is 1030. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. um, All right. Well, we're just getting to 1030. So good point, Mel. Yeah. Why don't we um, 
end sort of that conversation right there. But if anybody wants to talk to me about this process and what we do here at Boston Connect, I am very happy to sit with you one-on-one. It's, you know what, I respect everybody's confidentiality if you're already an agent, but um, I feel like that's my new, know what your purpose is, right? Is mm-hmm. that my new little tagline? Is that your word of the year, purpose? I think or so. was that last year? I don't remember. I don't know. So um, we are going to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll pick up back on our topic. But if you have questions, 781-837-4900. 781-837-4900. We'll be right back. Let's face it, we all get to the point in our lives when our current home no longer suits our everyday needs. With ever-changing living dynamics, addressing your future is all about right-sizing. You know, finding the right-size home for you right now. Are you having difficulty with navigating multiple levels in your home? Are you finding that yard work is taking up all of your free time? Do the home maintenance projects seem never-ending? Let us help you find the right size for you right now. I'm Shara McNamara, the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio by the one, the only, Sharon McNamara. Woo! Woo! Oh, yeah, that reminded me of, like, I just got a goal. Woo! Woo! I love the Bruins. Yeah. They're doing so good right now, too. I know. <clears throat> Woo! Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we should talk about our topic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so what we were doing was um, not just cons- things you have to consider, but things that you need to be doing when you're putting your house on the market. So the first one of our top three is Title Five. So are you required or are you not required? That's sort of the million-dollar question. You want me to answer it? Yeah. You are, you're the Title Five I, queen. It is so weird. That you're I the am, septic system queen. I'm so into septic systems, and I have no idea where that comes from. But um, So Title Five is, um, a Title Five report is a report that you receive if your house is on a septic system. So... Uh, people who are listening right now in Weymouth are probably like, I don't know what you're talking about. What's that mean? But if you're moving to the South Shore, you should know what it means. So over the years, there's been different types of systems that takes care of the waste that comes out of your house. Okay. So um, you need a Title V report to say that the house has passed Title V, meaning the amount of bedrooms that you have the septic system will hold that many, the flow of water for that many bedrooms. So Everybody thinks that the seller has to do this. Did you know that that is not true? I'm reading it right here. I never even thought of these situations. Yes. So the seller does not have to do it. The reason why the seller ends up doing it is for a couple of reasons. I haven't even read the agenda. So oh. I wonder if I'm on track with them. So the the reason... Um, why people would want to, the reason why the seller, it always ends up being, okay, the seller has to get the Title V inspection is for a couple of reasons. One is if you, if somebody's going to be buying your house, the bank is not going to give them a loan on a property that has a failed septic system. So as the buyer, like as the seller, do you really want the buyer to get their own Title V inspector to do that inspection? Yeah. Right? I wouldn't if I was a seller. I'd be like, nope, that's something I want to take care of yeah. because I trust the person that's bringing I'm bringing in versus, you know, the buyer bringing in who they want. And so if it fails, then that's where the problem comes in. So the systems are usually the Title V report is usually good for two years. It used to be that if you pumped it every year. Mm-hmm. for those two years, then it would be good for a third year. Um, I think that that may have changed, um, but I don't know for sure. It may have changed, but as far as I knew, that was what the regulation was. But if it's something that you're thinking about, you should call your local board of health because every town can also have their own bylaws. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't remember. I know it's different for smoke inspections, but I, could, I couldn't remember if it's by town or if it's by the state. So it's a state-regulated form. Yeah. Um, you have to be registered, you know, to do these inspections. Um, a lot of people will go back and forth with, oh, like when we refer people, it's like, okay, well, does this person also 
repair and install septic systems because they'd rather a third-party source that doesn't mm-hmm. do either, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we definitely um, refer people to that, yeah. to them, right? And it's funny because, like, even in my experience, when we've been looking at houses for me personally and we see that there's been a Title V done, we see the person's name who did it, and we're yeah. like, oh, yeah, we, we it, trust them. On, I'm going to say his name. I, he's not going to mind. Arthur Bloomquist. Yeah. As soon as we see Arthur, we're like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Nope. So it does. It really yeah. gives you a sense of comfort when we've been looking at, um, you know, these Title V reports, and when I see that he did the inspection it makes it gives me comfort that he yeah did i'm pretty sure that pretty much every house that i've considered so far <laughs> he know. has done the inspection so. yeah yeah that is interesting yeah so he's he's a great guy he's good at what he does um and um you can go onto his website i think it's just i mean just google arthur bloomquist septic systems um sometimes he has a coupon on on his website too um so is it required to do um if somebody's getting a loan, if someone's getting a loan, yeah, the bank wants it. Although there are some uh, some situations where you wouldn't have to. So refinancing or any situation where new parties are introduced or no new parties are introduced. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, uh, a transfer between spouses. So maybe if you're buying out, like you say, you're getting divorced and you're mm-hmm. buying out your husband or wife. Um, I would be doing it then. If I was getting divorced, oh, I would, yeah. the first thing I would be doing is oh, saying yeah. we're doing a Title V inspection because oh, if this sure. baby's failed, you're helping me pay for it. A transfer between parents and children. Mm-hmm. I never even thought of these situations. A transfer between full siblings. Hmm. Yeah. What, what, what situation would that be? Like, oh, I'm going to... I'm sell my house to my sister. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Where Full siblings. What about half? <laughs> I guess it doesn't I guess matter. it doesn't It's only blood-related, Where the I property guess. is held in a trust. So you don't have to do it if you're in a trust? Um, I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't know about that, that one. That might be a state one, but I don't know about that one. I would I would consult an attorney I would, about I that I would one. question that one. Yeah. Um, no, because if you're in a trust and you're selling your house, we still have to do Title V because yeah. the bank is not going to give you money. It's going to, well, maybe because an outside source is, pers- is buying it, like someone who, it's not an on-length transa- transaction. Yeah. That's why you would have to do it. Yeah, you should. You have to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, those were the situations that were on here. Yeah, so the th- once you have the report done, too, it's good for two years, and supposedly you're supposed to get, if it fails and you decide not to sell your house, you're still supposed to do um, get the system fixed. I don't know if there are Title V police out there. I have no idea. Every town would be different. I don't know that anyone would come knocking on your door and say, hey, you're almost at your two years. I do know that a lot of towns um, do have um, financing in low-interest loans mm-hmm. through your Board of Health um, when they have certain monies available to get the loan to do it, and then it's sort of an assessment on your taxes. Well, the reason why we put this on the list for when you're selling your house is we're, we are big advocates of getting your Title V done before you put your house on the market. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you're going to get dollar for dollar back when mm-hmm. if you have to replace it. However, you know that where you're going to be financially yep. with that situation because that could be a huge cost. Oh yeah, it could be a little repair that you have to do. It could be nothing. Mm-hmm. You just you've been maintaining it and that's great, or you have a complete replace. Yeah. And that could be very pricey, and that is going to be a consideration of even if you can sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And too, I think when Title V is done, it might be that you need, like you were just saying, or maybe you need to like replace the D box or maybe you just need a riser. Yeah. Maybe you just have to change out the filter, things like that. Little things. I mean, little things like that do come up. But if you have no money at anyways, you're in a position where you have no money. These are things that you're going to have to consider. Like, where is that money going to come from? If you do have to replace the whole system, as Mel was just saying, then yes, you have to be prepared for that. And we sort of want to price the house accordingly because... As Mel said, you're not going to get dollar for dollar back. If you have to put in a $20,000 septic system, you're not going to get dollar for dollar. If I'm a buyer's agent, and when I go look at a three-bedroom cape or a four-bedroom colonial or whatever it is, my client wants to be sure that when they flush the toilet, it's not gurgling in the backyard, yeah. right? Well, it's also a consideration if you know, you're know you selling your house and you have a 50-year-old septic system because yeah. it's, yes, it has <laughs> stand the test of 50 years, but it's probably going to fail soon. Yes, and not only that is if you have a pass with a 50-year-old system and who was living in there, so it was somebody who aged in place Mm -hmm. for the last 
30 years it's been that person and their maybe significant other who potentially is now deceased and it's one 90-year-old person living in the house. I mean, how much can they... Well, Use. this was something that I was um, considering one of the houses that I had looked at, and we had looked at it a couple of times, and I there, I just couldn't put an offer in on it. Not just it, the house itself would have been perfect for just me, mm-hmm. um, but it had a like a forty year old septic system, mm-hmm. and as a single woman moving into my first house, I was like concerned that maybe in the next two years I'd have to replace mm-hmm. the septic system, and I just didn't want to take on mm-hmm. that burden yes so it's a consideration of a lot of buyers out there they want to know the age of the septic system and and how you've been maintaining it during your mm-hmm. home ownership and too i think you know as we we're talking i mean when it comes to pricing your home if you have that 40 50 year old system then we can easily say okay well people's concerns like that we can say well we feel the house is priced according to the condition it's in if you have a brand new system that's going to last a long long time thereafter then yeah we can bump up the price more and it's more the marketability of that that it makes it more marketable more people are going to be interested in it like if that other house had Mm -hmm. a new septic system in it potentially you would have put an offer in on it Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so what does that do that raises the interest of how many buyers would potentially put in an offer what happens when we have multiple offers it goes over asking yeah usually goes over asking then people are you know doing that so potentially you'd get more money if you replaced your system so um that is one thing The reason, oh yeah, so I just talked about it. I was going to say one of the reasons why it's a good idea to do it before is so you can price the house accordingly. Yeah. And you just should know. (laughs) You should know if it passes or fails before you put your house on the market. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I just feel, I feel very strongly about that. Well, there are other areas in the country that do it differently. They actually, the buyer is responsible to do the Title V inspection. I think we talked about that when we did the pre-home inspection show, right? Yeah, we did with the uh, women that I know from Clubhouse. They were agents in different areas. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like that idea. I don't like that idea either. Because yeah. what if that buyer falls through, then you get another buyer, and now you're testing the system three times. Yeah. But I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. So, all right. Again, <laughs> 781-837-4900. If you have any questions for us regarding this topic, things that you are required to do, or maybe not, um, when you're putting your home on the market, or any questions regarding real estate, uh, give us a buzz, 781-837-4900. The, the on our list over here we mm-hmm. have number two, but you want to talk about number three? Smoke detector and carbon monoxide inspection. Yeah. What does that say? Who? Who? No, it says when. Oh, I, it, I says, <laughs> my e, it says my e. It says W H O N. I was like. No, my e, my e closed <clears throat> up there. When? When should you do the smoke? Uh, to te- so I, what do we tell people? Two weeks before closing? Mm-hmm. At least two weeks before closing. Because they each town, again, is different. They have um, certain regulations. There's a statewide regulation for all um, mm-hmm. inspections and, and smoke detectors and stuff. But each town can add. They can't take away from it, correct? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they can add their own um, you know, element to the Bye-bye. requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always advise people to do it at least two weeks before because sometimes they're only good for 30 days to 60 days before closing. Okay. And you need this certificate, um, to bring to, to the closing table. Mm -hmm. Um, but also if for some reason it's not working, you need a, um, electrician or something, it gives you that buffer before closing to get that done because this is a requirement you you need. And Mm -hmm. there are certain, you know, situations where you won't. But nine times out of ten, you're going to need a... And it does sort of go back to that, you know, is a bank going to give you a loan on a property that doesn't have a smoke inspection done on it? So it's the smoke detector and the carbon monoxide detectors um, that has the inspection. And um, a bank is not going to give you um, any... You know, they're not going to give you the loan on that. So what comes up sometimes is people with cash, um, but it is still uh, recommended by the attorneys generally on both sides to have the smoke detectors in working order. Um, yeah, and to have the smoke detector inspection. And every again, every town is different. Like some towns only do their inspections on Tuesdays. Like some yeah. t- some towns only do their inspections in the morning, or they give a two hour window or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a comment, Kristen. How 
Ouellette, who's a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate. She does the show with us a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she good said, morning, Kristen. <clears throat> good morning, Kristen. Um, she says, a knowledgeable agent will know what the specifics of the town um, are. For instance, if they're backlogged, you don't uh, maybe want to wait until two weeks before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, again, you can do it a month before. It all depends on the, how, long it's, how long it's good for. So I definitely wouldn't advise anything more than, like, three weeks well, maybe even people, a month well when people are doing like three months beforehand it, it's going to expire so every town is different and yeah. Kristen makes such a very good point there is you know know your town and know the specifications for each town and that is what your professional real estate agent is for because if it's only good for 30 days or if it's only good or is it good for 60 days you yeah. know if it's good for 60 days then heck yeah go ahead do it sooner than later it yeah. gives you more time but if it's only good for 30 days if timelines are tight at the end, like we're starting to see again, like, unfortunately, we could probably do a show on this. Things starting to fall apart again because of rising rates. Mm-hmm. We're also seeing that um, things are getting pushed out a little bit longer. Yeah. So, you know, when you start to see those types of things, and again, if you do it earlier, so you know you have it and then it expires, guess what? You can always get it done again. So... Um, that was a good point by Kristen. Again, Kristen Howlett, who is a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I have and a frog I am, in my throat. I am her accountability partner. Yes, you guys are accountability partners. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I feel like I made a, a deal with the devil. <laughs> no, you did not. Um, so, yeah, and, and your realtor should have all those regulations because, you know, if they're do, consistently doing business in this town, they're going to know it like the back of their hand. Absolutely. Um, there's a there's a fee associated mm-hmm. with that as well. So by make sure you have a check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most likely it's going to be a check. So yep, do you time. don't know how to fill out a check? I can teach you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like I've been teaching people how to write checks. Yeah, well, uh, we have a new program in the office too. So, but you can't do that with uh, the smoke detectors. No. And that is again, it is really important about knowing each town and what those regulations are. So, generally speaking, when Mary and I are helping a client sell a home, we send them out a constant contact that has a list of all the things that they're responsible for, and it has um, actually you do that for us, don't you? Yeah. And you send out like what the town regulations are. So, I'll just give an example. The town of Pembroke has a regulation that you have to have a smoke detector and a carbon monoxide detector in hmm. where Go ahead. over over the um over the dryer over the dryer your yeah. clothes dryer um we have a caller yes we do we have barbara in plymouth hello barbara in plymouth <laughs> hello <laughs> I, I i enjoy listening to you very much on saturday mornings oh thank and you for listening I, yeah. Yeah, and I have a I have an older older home, and I was just um, listening to your um, topic about the septic systems and the Title Five, mm-hmm. and you you mentioned um, a um, you recommended a man um, uh, to um, you know mm-hmm. to, to to do the Title Five, and I think you said Bloomquist. Yes, yes. Arthur Bloomquist yeah. is his name. Yep. Oh, okay, because I I tried to Google him and. Um, We'll get his number. Yeah, we'll get his number. We have have his business cards here. And it is, yeah, yeah, he is wonderful. And if you call him, make sure you say, hey, I was listening to Sharon McNamara's show and she suggested you because he is the best. And one of the things, I'm glad you brought us back onto that topic because one Uh of the things I failed to mention is sometimes, and you said you tried Googling it and couldn't find it. People will Google what you should do, what you shouldn't do when you're going to get your Title V inspected. Uh And one of Uh the things, and I don't think that this is you, but sometimes people are looking for ways around so it will get a pass. You should not pump your system before you have your inspection because that would be an automatic fail in several towns. Oh, okay. That's, That's good to know. Yes. And the other thing is I actually texted Arthur last week and asked him Uh this question is, can you do an inspection that's just for informational purposes only? Meaning he goes out there, he inspects it. If it is a fail or a pass, either way, it doesn't get automatically um, processed through the town. Yeah. Okay. So that's really important. Now, there are some towns that if you have it inspected, regardless, 
it has to be uh, recorded with the town. So that would okay. be a good question for him because he did not say Plymouth. He did he did give me a couple of towns. I think it was Hanson okay. and Pembroke. That yeah. um, if you do an informational purposes only, it's he still has to record it with the town. Oh boy, I'll, yeah. I'll check with. Excuse him me, when ladies. I, call. I think yeah. I have um, Ar- Arthur's um, phone number oh. here. Perfect. His, his, his business is Title Five Inspections, correct? Yes. Okay. Phone number is 781-585-2666. Great. Great. Thank you so much. And again, I really, I really liked listening to your program. Oh, well, thank, thank you, you so much. much for even listening to even us. when we go off track, is that okay? <laughs> like, sometimes I, we're just I, silly. I, I love it because it brings you down to earth. It's, oh, it's, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, no, it's, yeah it's, you know, no, it's very, very good. You do a great job. Uh, well, perfect. So and if much. you need yeah. any other help, you know, offline with any of I, that type of stuff, just yeah. let us know. And Great. if you need someone to give you an evaluation on your home, let us know that too. Thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. Okay. We'll talk yeah, to you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. bye-bye. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate that. It's, you're welcome. It's, it's funny that she said bring you back to earth because what do you say that you're the helium balloon and I'm the string? You are. Yes, <laughs> I, I am. I can. I could be. I could be off topic every single minute of the day. <laughs> to be quite honest. So, um, yeah, but I'm glad that she brought that up because there were a couple other things that I, I did. I saw in our notes here is definitely do not. You know, and people sometimes try to get away with things. So. Um, you know, don't get it pumped because you think then, okay, then it's going to look like it passed. Yeah. So um, all of that is recorded when it is pumped. So you will get caught. Uh, you should just be doing the right thing because if you don't, the nuns would tell you, hey, that's going to hang over your head for a lifetime. And who wants to be in purgatory over a septic system? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't relate. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you know, that's, 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 that's true. Your, that's true, yeah. I suppose. Could you yeah. imagine oh, yeah. going like... Getting to your final resting days and being concerned, oh, I should have never tried to get away with having a past septic system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could get sued, too. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> you oh, could get sued. Oh. You'd be on your final resting bed in prison and think, oh, I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> That's perfect. What is that like a deathbed confession or something? Yeah, I'll have I'll have a lobster dinner and a priest. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. I I cheated on the Title Five inspection. I apologize. Please please let Arthur know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, We're silly. You made my morning, Mel. Uh, Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's that. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry about your nun situation. Anyways, we gotta get back on topic. What are we talking about? Sorry, but you're making me laugh so hard. Okay, so we were just talking about the top three things that we think of that things that you should be really considering rather than the fluff okay yeah we can go in there i'm a certified staging professional i can help you stage your house these are the like real hardcore things that you need to be thinking about one is and i know we have a couple of our agents from boston connect that are on here hey girls call in uh to the studio 781-837-4900 because i would love your input on this so i think we have tracy and Kristen up there um pre home inspection. This has been such a topic on Clubhouse, which is an app I listen to every single morning. There's so much controversy over should you or shouldn't you? And what I've come down to, it's all geographic. People out in California and the other sand states, so like Arizona and Florida, they tend to think that this is a great idea. <laughs> then there's me from the Boston yeah. area. There's us. Yeah, who have homes, by the way, built in the 1800s, right? And then somebody who's from Philly, well, she does do it, Anna does do it, but, um, and then somebody from New York, um, and they think, no, like, you wouldn't do this, because we are a um, caveat emptor state, so buyer beware, and here's what I want you to feel comfortable with. If you're buying a home, if, if you know that you're selling your home and you know that there is a defect you need to tell your agent. You have to disclose that. You have to disclose that. So anything that you know, you have to disclose, which is where I get hung up on this pre-home inspection process, right? Because anything and everything that comes up, you then have to disclose. And again, I'm not trying to hide anything, but you might be in a position where the seller doesn't have the means to maybe make smaller repairs. And when Mm -hmm. you see these home inspections, they're 15 pages long. Yeah. So 
a loose doorknob or you know whatever. Oh, we have a caller. Who's that caller? Yes, one of your one of your teammates, Kristen Hallett's on the line. Hello, Hello Kristen Hallett. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Do you miss us? Do you miss the show? I'm, well, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm currently waiting for my mom, who's perpetually late, to check out her wedding venue. Ooh. Oh, that's fun. I, I have to go to your house and pick up boxes at some point, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so tell me, we, we don't have much time left. So I really want to get your down and dirty on this. What are your thoughts on pre-home inspections, pros and cons? No. <laughs> All right. So, and that was Kristen Hallett. Yeah, that was Kristen Hallett, full-time realtor. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's necessary. Okay. Why? Because, um, well, I think, number one, some things that may be of concern to you may not be of concern to the buyer. And I mm-hmm. think we hear that all the time mm-hmm. that I will say, Sharon, you might remember this. I had somebody who um, had a, a termite issue, but they had a termite prevention program in place and he was crazy about it. The buyers did not care. They yeah. were happy that the program was in place. He got himself in such a tizzy about, about the fact that, you know, they had possible termites 20 years before that, but the program was in place. Everything was, you know, as it should. And the buyer really wasn't concerned about it. Mm -hmm. And I think with bigger things, right? So like, as we're going through, we're not inspectors, but as we're going through a house, this happens to me all the time. I will say, Hey, that black stuff looks like mold like substance. I think that you should have that looked at because a buyer definitely is going to care about that. Right. So like some of those bigger things that we might come across, but I think that the buyer wants to have their own inspection. So having a home, a pre-home inspection, mm-hmm. and then the buyer having their own inspection, I feel as if they're going to be picking up on maybe different things. And like you said, what's important to the buyer? They're the ones that are going to live here forever. But anything that's a major concern has to be disclosed. So exactly, if the seller knows that you know the house is sliding off the foundation, they should be disclosing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? and I'm a... Listen, I'm a big discloser. I, I tell yeah. my sellers all this. You know what? You're better off disclosing it. It will you're come better up, yeah. off. It, it, will, it will definitely come up in your... And a lot of times, sometimes it jogs the memory of, oh, wait, we did take care of that. Or we do have paperwork for that. Or, you know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. I guess, I guess a good conversation pre-selling is, is much better than spending the money on a pre-home inspection. And two, it's you're pricing your house according to the condition it's in. So a lot of that matters too. So, you know, if you have older windows and things like that, that would come up in a home inspection, correct? Like this window doesn't go up and down or this is stuck, this sash is, or this window is fogged. Well, those are things we're looking at too, but we're pricing the house according to the condition. We're not ever pricing a house in the condition of what it would be if it were brand new. So if, you know, we have this pre-home inspection and then we're giving it to all the buyers and it says, well, the windows are older. I mean, we're having that same conversation. Well, it's priced according to the condition. Yeah. And I I don't trust anybody, so I want to do my own home inspection. (laughs) You have trust issues. Yeah, I have trust issues. But I guess the exception to the rule would be a seller who, and we have them, who is extremely proud of their home and they want to make sure that everything is done. Well, if you're going to do a pre-home inspection and you're going to take care of everything, that's a different discussion. It really is. And you know what? This is a really good topic maybe for us to continue on Tuesday and maybe Kristen can uh, join us in studio. Again, that was Kristen Howlett, who is a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. She truly is one of the best of the best. Uh, So you can find her on bostonconnect.com. All her information is there. And Mel, do you want to bring us out? Yes. Thanks for listening. And we will probably continue this topic on Tuesday. Uh, Talkrealestateroundtable.com if you want to listen to any of our past shows. And thank you to all our uh, callers. Bye, Tim. Have a great day and a great weekend. Bye, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. WATD-FM Marshfield. WBMS Brockton.